Drop the subject. Okay, let's get this party started. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson. Usually Monday through Thursday, I'm joined by Kevin Klein, but on Friday, he is replaced with, uh, I mean, formerly bisexual, but I think now I can say pansexual buddy of mine, Clayton Ferris. Is that is that an accurate statement now? That's Are you accurate. officially pansexual? I'm officially the pansexual, pansexual in residence. Well, well, then I think, Justin, will you bring up the uh, b- uh, our Friday by day theme song? Because I think we officially need to wish it farewell if we are not calling this Friday by day any longer and if our theme song is no longer relevant we need to come up with a new pansexual theme. Oh wow, this is huge. This is a big transition for us. It it is. It's actually hard for me to think about this song and the Friday by day moniker going away. After all these years. After all these years together. (laughs) All these weeks. All right. well without further ado, let us say R.I.P. Sayonara to our Friday by day theme theme song. Let's give it a listen. Bye guy, he's hooking up with gals and dudes. He don't want to make decisions he don't have to choose. Bye guy, he'll hit the ass, he'll hit the muff. He's on Tinder, he's on Grindr, he can't get enough. You will be missed! Au revoir! Au revoir, sync parody! Your play on words was mediocre at best. Bye guy! Ah, oh, that's sad. Um, how are you, Clayton? I'm good. Good. I am a, a little tired from the week. I I have to admit. I'm um I I went up to to San Jose in the middle of the week to see Tyler Henry, as you may have heard. I did. I'm very jealous. I'm a big fan of his. It was it was a fascinating evening and uh, one I will never forget. But when I left <laughs> for for uh, San Jose, my old stomping ground, I was approached by my name. Na- well, my neighbor texted me a very specific very uncomfortable question and i want to know if you've ever experienced something like this do you have you ever had a good relationship with your neighbors or been friendly with neighbors or anything like that i I try to be i feel like this day and age like everyone i live with uh around is like young millennials and no one talks to each other everyone just kind of keeps to themselves and like scurry like if you hear someone coming from the other uh you don't even want to see anybody in the hallway yeah you're like like, i don't live here nothing happens yeah it's so awkward well I, I really that's why I really enjoy living around old people because mm-hmm. they have old school mentalities of hey I'm gonna I'm gonna just randomly knock on your door right. and ask you for I mean usually it would be a cup of sugar in this case most of the time it's weed but still um, <laughs> I'm I'm rather close with our our neighbor who lives right across the the hallway from us she's about I think she's in her fifties she's very drunk most of the time. She's a really nice alcoholic. Love that. Uh, yeah, she's got a heart of gold. Uh, we love hanging out with her on like a Friday or Saturday night, but then she stops by unannounced a lot of times. It's Uh-oh. kind of become like a Kramer situation, but still, <laughs> it's endearing, right? She's also a very giving person. She works at this place called um, Big Heart Ranch where they, I don't know, like rescue a bunch of lame horses or something. I don't know. She's like always doing things that are good for the community She's always and giving to charity. And the stuff. horses to your door. She's like, you want a horse? He can't walk up the stairs himself. Can you help me? But you, you, you get to take care of him now. Yeah, he's yours. <laughs> well, when she, when, when we left town, we were at the airport and she, te- we got a text from her, my wife and I, and she said, would you mind terribly if a friend, a friend of mine has been displaced from his home, and would you mind if, since you guys are going to be gone anyway, he stayed at your house for the next 
day or two. Wow. Ballsy, right? That's a big ask. That's what I thought. And she, this is not the first time she has asked me this. The other time she asked was right after the fires happened. That I can understand. Somebody was displaced. And this guy, the guy that she had asked about was an actual firefighter. Mm -hmm. He was like a volunteer firefighter. She sent Facebook pictures of him fighting fires and things like that. Like I had evidence that this guy was a real person who who was doing good in the community right now. So we said- Everyone was kind of stepping up at that time to help people. Totally. So you wanted to be a part of that vibe. So I said, absolutely, the guy can stay. He didn't end up staying. I guess he stayed with somebody else. So whatever. That's nice of you. But yeah, we said absolutely, of course, even though never met this guy, don't know who the hell he is. This time she just said, I'll even tell you verbatim what she said- Another wayward traveler. <laughs> so now I don't even get a name. I don't get what he's been doing recently that right. is of note. I just get wayward traveler, which could easily be a drug addict thief who's going to raid our closets and take all of our stuff. Yeah, if there's anything worth taking, but still. It sounds like the name of like a horror film from the 70s, yeah. Wayward Traveler. Uh, I'm just going to offer you the setup to a murder movie. <laughs> Do you want to take it? Right. Is that cool? So I felt like I was in this weird position because I feel like she's a nice person. She likes to extend. She is probably a friend of hers that's fallen on hard times, right? Right. They don't. They need a place to stay for a couple days. She goes, oh, my wonderful, wonderful neighbors <clears throat> that have already allowed this other guy to p- potentially so- stay. I'm going to ask them. And she asked me and we, my, my wife asked me, she was like, should we, should we do this? And I was like... I don't, I feel weird about this. Yeah. So, but I, if I say no, then I feel like I'm this cold hearted bitch who's <laughs> like, absolutely not. I don't want this person who's fallen on hard times to stay in our empty house right. where there's a clean bed and fresh sheets and, a, and a, he could actually get a roof over his head for a night or two. No, F you. Right. She even offered to pay us money. Oh, that completely changes everything. <laughs> I would have been like, absolutely. Yes, how much? <laughs> so you would have said yes. Uh, I mean, uh, look, my... I, I know it's in, different for men, I would think, than Yeah, women. it could be different for men, but also just the fact, like, my apartment, there's nothing to steal. <laughs> there's nothing going on there. So I'd be like, sure, why not? I mean, how? Sh- I would have questions. How is this person going to get in? Does your neighbor have a key? She does have a key. Okay, that makes sense. So she could have done the really horrible thing and just let this guy stay at our house without even asking us because she knew we were going to be gone for a couple days she has a key. Yeah, that would have been too far. (laughs) Yeah, and so what we ended up doing was saying, you know, I don't feel super great about this. And she was like, no, 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 no problems, no worries, blah, blah, blah. But I have not seen her since we got back and now I feel like our relationship has gotten, you don't never want to piss off a neighbor. Mm Mm-mm. Because if you the relationship goes south, you're really screwed and you are within close proximity to one another. It's like getting a huge fight with someone you carpool with every single day. It's just not a good idea. Right. But I have not seen her since then, so I'm worried that I've now created this ripple in our relationship that is not going to solve itself. That would be horrible if she's like looking like she's like peeking out of the blinds as you guys come home and like there they, <laughs> they are. They didn't let my wayward traveler the in. selfish Sick bitches. women. <laughs> but I mean if you think about it, it's not that weird because with Airbnb, you're pretty much letting people, random people, stay in your house for money all the time. And they could go through your stuff at any given point 
I mean, yes, you have protection from Airbnb and, you know, with insurance and things like that. But you're basically paying somebody or someone's paying you to stay in their in your house. You've never met them before most of the time. There's probably one or two reviews from somebody else, but I mean, who knows if they're sane in any way? Could be friends of theirs. I feel like in situations like this, though, you can ask for, you know, like their Instagram accounts or their Facebook. Like you can find out more information about people in these situations. Like I pretty much do that anytime someone mentions anyone's name to me. They're like, oh, my friend does this. I'm immediately Googling that person and trying to connect. Yeah, you know, connect image and like what, like maybe find out a little bit about them. Like actually, they just posted a bunch of stuff on missed connections on <laughs> Craigslist, and they're super weird. Yeah, I, so you can verify. You can verify now. I have a wayward traveler on my couch right now. You uh, do? I do. So there's this girl named Ruby Boots. Her real name's Becca, but she's in a band. She's here playing like a festival, and she's sleeping on our couch for four days. And Four days is a while. It is a while, but it's fine. And you you're know? not in a fold-out situation. This is on the couch. This is like classic communal couch. Communal couch. Now, so in that situation, are you checking with roommates and they're fine with it, or are you making those decisions for the household? It's someone that my sister knows from her old band days. But had you met her before? I have met her because she stayed at our couch before. <laughs> But it's it's one of those things where like last night we all went out to dinner and had a great time. I know time. you. You stayed on my couch before. But it is one of those things like this morning I was naked. You know, it's very early. I sleep naked. I went to get some water and I just completely forgot. So I go into the living room and I'm like, oh, I forgot that she's here. And if she would have woken up, she could have been like, assault or something. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I'm just getting water. No, I'm just getting water naked. Do you have you always slept naked? That is a something that I can never do, but I because I'm afraid of things <laughs> crawling, crawling in there. Yeah, no. but you don't have to worry about that as much. You have less orifices yeah. that, that could happen, I mean, so you feel free and you feel like you can sleep better in in the buff. So, something about it, I just like. Yeah, yeah, I feel like wearing underwear, wearing shirts, it just constricts me. <laughs> you gotta sleep free. Yeah, and I also free. am very hot natured. I'm a hot-natured beast. You're a hot man. You're hot-blooded. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, I'm sure we'll get more into why Clayton sleeps naked in a, at a different time and place. But we have a lot more to get to on today's show. We have uh, really estate. You know, my time up in the Bay Area, it was interesting seeing how my hometown has changed over the years and how nothing is affordable anymore. Not just the Bay Area. It's all over the country. You can't really get anything for an affordable price these days. So we will play the game really estate. Uh, Grinder might be killing bathhouses. That's strange. Musical theater. We didn't get to that yesterday. So we'll get to that and much more after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Yes, it has dropped the subject. On the new Channel Q, I'm Allie, hanging with you today, and right beside me is Clayton Ferris. Thanks Hello. for hanging with me on Fridays, Clayton. Thank you for having me. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, I mean, if you hate it, I guess move on, but if you like <laughs> it, give us a follow on social media. Social media, it's taken off. <laughs> At DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you enjoy the station, you can also follow them uh, on at we are channel Q on Instagram and Twitter. 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 I don't like to talk about the president of our country. Me either. <laughs> but we're about to. Great. Because he is an expert 
Clayton on wind. I don't know if you know about this. I've been hearing something about this, and you know, I mean, he's an expert in a lot of things. So I can. I, why wouldn't he be an expert on wind as well? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he has begun his rallying. And he started in a play. I mean, he's been doing it, but he went to Michigan this week to talk about how much women love him and how much women love voting for him and support him wholeheartedly. And why wouldn't they? And then he went on to talk about wind and why it will never work as a reliable source of alternative energy. So this is what he said. If Hillary got in, you wouldn't have that stat, I can tell you right now. You'd be doing wind, windmills, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't blow, you can forget about television for that night. Darling, I want to watch television. I'm sorry. The wind isn't blowing. Right. I know a lot about wind. I know a lot about wind. Such a weird thing to be proud of. <laughs> you know, he's like, I know a lot about when it sounds, he sounds like a villain from like a cartoon show or it just, it's so weird. I'm so glad you said a villain from a cartoon show because I do believe that Trump is an expert in wind, and that is why he has been cast as the Wicked Witch of the West. If he is such a wonderful expert, then he should be very good in this role. Wind, windmills. Wind, windmills. If it doesn't blow, I know a lot about wind. I know a lot about wind. Fabulous. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, oh no! Oh, well, it looks like he's also helping out on Wicked. Look at this. So amazing. Wind. Wind. a stage manager for like a, a like <laughs> like he's directing like what's he's, going on exactly he's like, he's, okay now wind wind but okay, he doesn't wind. they don't have any other like special effects they just have wind he's <laughs> like wind yeah wind yeah yeah uh i i, I don't even know what to say about it because i you know like it's it's hard well, I think that, uh, I mean, I was reading about some of the, the reactions to his speech. Obviously, he doesn't know much about wind, and that's being proven time and time again on social media and as experts weigh in. I think one alternative energy expert weighed in and called him an evil clown. <laughs> And said that a person like that, because they don't know what the hell they're talking about, uh, but the fact that they have so much power is a dangerous thing. And when you're talking to a lot of other people who don't really know how alternative energy works, they just, I mean, he's basically just coming about it like a stand-up comic. He's right. just like, I mean, come on, we can't watch TV because the wind's not blowing. And everyone's like, ah! But that's the like, problem is, no. there, yeah, there's no one to counteract it. Because in reality, if he's just like... Preaching that wind, like wind power, only works if the wind is blowing like a hundred miles per hour right. all the time. And that, and by that rationale, Chicago would be basically determining the energy source for the entire country all the time. Right, it's the windiest and like place. A day in L.A. where it's just like not windy at all, you would just assume that like everyone oh, everything's just is sitting there without power. It's going to shut down. But we have to have someone to counter back, counteract that knowledge, like that. 
statement because people believe believe it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Wind, windmills. Thank you. Wind, windmills. For another glorious sound bite. And it doesn't blow. I know a lot about wind. I know a lot about wind. <laughs> I think even the real Wicked Witch is laughing at him in that scenario. That's a bummer. All right. We must take a break. When we come back, uh, we will discuss bathhouses and whether Grinder in the age of Grinder is killing them. I think that you've had a couple of bathhouse experiences in your day, Clayton. So those might be coming to an end. We'll talk all about that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. A lot of these things people don't always want to talk about, but we take that subject, we pick it right back up again, and we go through it in depth until people beg us to drop it once again. I'm Allie. Clayton Ferris here with me on Fridays. And we're talking about bathhouses. Bathhouses, uh, I think even going back to Roman days, have been a just a lovely place where men can get naked and... And Feel what, free and just whatever happens or not. Happens. Yep. And just get clean and then dirty and then clean again. <laughs> the and, best place to get dirty is somewhere you can get clean. Yeah, exactly. Really I mean, they would just hang out in their little hot pools and they would socialize and all kinds of shenanigans would uh, take place. But now, in, the, in a recent article, Bathhouses were popular queer spaces, and they have been seeing a sharp decline in recent years. Can they withstand the test of time and technology? That is the question right now. Um, with Grinder and Scruff, that's another one, right? Yeah, that's like the the more bare, you know, oh, scruffy. And, and you are on both? I was on Scruff. Oh, but you were not on Grinder. I've been on Grinder before. I'm not currently on Grinder because, like, Grinder's more like twink based. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, well, there used to be about 200 bathhouses operating inside the United States. That was in the Roaring Seventies. That's when bathhouses were at an all-time high. The number has since narrowed down to about 70. And um, one of the theories is about Grinder, um, and that people don't need to meet in person anymore beforehand if they're going to meet you know they used to meet in person in a, in a at a bathhouse or at a, a even gay bars and things like that now people can meet online and they don't have to go through the trouble of going to a bathhouse so is are they even relevant anymore or should we try and make them relevant again somehow i mean I th- if we want to have like a safe space to go have group sex then yeah but i mean in my opinion like it, i think that grinder and these hookup apps have replaced bathhouses and i i don't think that that's a bad thing like i think that um, you, we just don't need that anymore. Now you can just, you, you know, I mean, I guess the fun thing about a bathhouse is the excitement and not knowing, you know, what's going to come. Right. And I think that that can't, you can't ever change that with technology. Like you're not going to get that same effect when you meet somebody on the internet. Right. You're going to, there's always going to be an uh, an air of excitement and and not knowing who you're going to see there yeah. and and what you know I'm making eye contact with this guy I don't know if he's into me I don't know if he's not why don't we just take our towels off and we'll see what happens <laughs> I mean that whole 
uh, rush goes away when you are just dating somebody online. Yeah, and I think that we get in our own ways when it comes to like dating online because you shut down certain people based on how they look or you know based on uh, how they're presenting themselves. And I've always, always found that when you're in person, whether it's in a bathhouse or just meeting someone like on the bus or at a restaurant, you when you're face to face with someone. There's something different it, that seeing people in 3D. Yeah, just seeing someone in 3D, you can be very, you can be attracted to different things about them when you're face to face with someone. You're I, not just looking at someone's like hot bod, right? You no. know, you're 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 picking, judging them on more than just the surface. Yeah, and you're see, you're like picking up on actual pheromones and like you know their body language and stuff like that, which is the excitement of dating. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for anybody who's not in t- very photo. I am one of them. I'm not a person that takes great pictures. And these days, it's all about how you look in pictures. It's how you look in two dimensions. And then I would really feel like once people actually meet me in person, I'm more attractive in person. And then once you get to know me, you find me more attractive as time goes on. But I think that unless you are super great, like unless you pop visually on a, on a dating profile, you get very overlooked now. Right. And I don't think I've always been... Of the mindset that people shouldn't be given too much choices in this life. Mm-hmm. When you look back on it, you go to an old bathhouse, there's like six weird dudes in there, and you want to hook up, so you're going to pick one. Yeah. You only have six options, and you don't have a, a millions and thousands of people to pick from on social media, so you're like, all right, I got these six dudes, I'm going to just scan the room, and nope. You with the shoulder hair. That's the guy that I'm going with. And you just kind of, you know, and you enjoy yourself. Yeah. But if you have too many options... I feel like it works against you because you get too picky and then you overlook, you know, shoulder hair guy who probably would have been a great lay. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's something like I feel like I missed like I, I'm kind of like sad that I missed the the excitement of like the 70s and this whole bathhouse vibe and just like this open free sexuality. But you do experience some of it in gyms, right? Because you've been in saunas in gyms and experienced some... Yeah, I mean, you see, you see that in like all. That's the weirdest thing about being a guy that's bisexual or you know on this queer spectrum and being at a gym. You do not know who you're like dealing with, and like you don't know what these the interaction you're having with someone is because it could just be like a bro that's like eyeing you and like eyeing your bod, seeing your your reps, yeah, and like judging your muscles or judging how much you're lifting, or it could be a guy that's like, hey, after this, you want to go hit the showers together. And it's like I don't know. It's you gotta. You gotta really have uh, your. I mean, you your gotta gaydar have your, has to your, be on. Yeah, and if you have bad gaydar, then it could be really bad news for you. Yeah. So have you ever hooked up in a gym from meeting somebody in a sauna? I've. Oh god. Okay. So I've actually had a sort of an experience at like one of these like spas. <laughs> like oh really. A <laughs> Wait, like a happy ending place? Or no, like, no like a, of course like not. Like a Korean spa, like you know, it's basically a sauna, like a sauna, but it's not specifically a gay like they sauna. Like they do facials and and all that. Stuff. It's like an actual. Yeah, you have an area where you're in a locker room together. But kind it's of more thing. so like there's Korea, all these Korean spas here in the city of Angels, mm-hmm. and they're just like they're they're there's a co-ed level, but most of them are like male, female. Yeah, and they're like it's sort of like a bathhouse. Yeah, like you it go is to a different bathhouse. pools. There's yeah. pools. There's saunas. There's steam saunas. And 
I, there's been a situation in there that was unexpected, but it was it was a, th- a thing that happened that I went with, and it was very hot and steamy, if I may so say then, so. So then, how did that? But but what what happened? Like it, you you were sitting across the pool, and the con the eye contact lingered, and then you just the kinda... eye contact lingered, and it kind of was like kind of like like leading me like follow me over here to oh, the so he did like a little head nod yeah like, and it was like very keeper yeah and it wasn't very it was fun it was like exciting and, and we just we had it we had we were in separate showers but did our thing across from each other i cannot believe i'm telling this okay story. so you were just doing stuff in front of each other while looking at each other yes okay all right i think that's exciting it is exciting See? i mean that brings a whole new meaning to spa package yeah i i really feel like that should be included in some of this stuff. That's something that you don't get. See, you wouldn't have gotten that on Grinder. No. You wouldn't have gotten that on Scruff. You wouldn't have been like, hey, why don't we meet at a bathhouse and then look at each other while we pleasure ourselves? No. That's a weird question to ask, the, but if it happens naturally, it's beautiful. So many of the situations I've had like on a Grinder hookup app have been awful and not great and not good for my self-esteem. Yeah, like, because you don't, you're don't you setting up the expectation. Yeah, you set up the expectation. You're sending these messages back and forth that like, you know, you're you're like talking way too dirty or being like too aggressive. And maybe I, my, I'm more verbally aggressive than I actually am in bed. So then... So I'm you're just, talking up a big game. I'm talking a big yeah. game. And then when it comes down to it, I'm like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on, I need your first and last name. I need to know if you were born in a Pisces mood. Yeah, or I've had the situation where I've been like, I'm kind of a nerd, you know, and it takes a while for me to warm up. So just that first awkward moment of someone coming over to hook up and trying to navigate that for me is always embarrassing. Well, yeah. I mean, if I if I think about back to my AIM days and, mm-hmm. the, and the things that I said to people that were probably, you know, 50-year-old weirdos, pervs, but still, the things that I said, I could never imagine ever meeting those people because you're like, oh my God, I've painted this picture that I cannot possibly ever deliver on. I wouldn't want to anyway. But I think that the uh, the anonymity that comes with just being able to text somebody or message somebody something dirty and you're creating this imaginary world right. and then when you actually reach reality you're like hi yeah exactly <laughs> but I feel like for me like I like people call me like a daddy a lot even though I'm not like you don't look like a daddy I, I, to me in any way. actually you look like a stepdaddy I look like a stepdaddy so I just because, <laughs> <laughs> why does that not exist you really do it probably does. You're like, I don't want you to feel like you can't call me dad. <laughs> oh my god! You <laughs> if always, you don't want to, though, that's totally fine. I, I, I always say that I have like instead of BDE, I have STE, which is substitute teacher energy, <laughs> which is know. the same as stepdad energy. Yeah. But so when people like people online are always like, "Hey, daddy," like you know, they're they're trying to put you in this position, and usually when you're being called a daddy, they want you to like dominate them, and sometimes I'm not always the dominant. No, so, I, I don't get. I get. I get that vibe from you. Like you, like, like it would be subjective. Never. <laughs> um, I would just think that it would be like a if the shoe fits kind of situation. Yeah. Not like you would assume that role on a regular basis. Yeah, and but I mean, yeah. like I've been in the situation where I've talked a big game and then actually met this person that I was talking to and not and been like, able, hold me. not been able to deliver on like my my talk. Yeah, but you know what? You could deliver on bathhouse guy. And that's what I'm talking about. We got to get bathhouses back in the public eye. I think just all we have to do is put a couple of Instagrammable areas within the bathhouse and it'll be completely resurrected. Well, that's if you all just, you gotta do. Just go to the Yelp reviews of any like spa or bathhouse that's around and you'll know which ones are still kicking. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you should post a review of the bathhouse that you went to and give that experience in detail. I think I, that it would revive the community. I might 100%. never speak of this again. <laughs> I think you definitely should. That's nothing to be ashamed of. All right. We must take a break now. When we get back, we will news it or lose it. We will give you some headlines and you will decide what we news and what we lose. So we will break down the headlines for that. And then we will get into the stories at the top of the hour, at the top of the next hour. So we'll take a break and we'll get into all that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Thanks for checking us out. I'm Allie. Clayton Ferris is right next to me for Friday. Pan by day. Pan slash by day. <laughs> Always changing. Uh, we... I think we have to keep it Friday by day. It's just so catchy. Okay, we can keep it if you want. Okay. Then we did at that funeral for the Friday by day theme song for nothing. I know, but okay. Well, let well me you know, everyone it. loves a comeback. Yeah, so exactly. So it'll be like, oh my God, it's been revived. It's a reboot. <laughs> uh, speaking of songs, there are songs that continue to pour in after uh, some of the things that Trump recently said this week about wind and uh, how it goes wing, wing, and how windmills are not a reliable source of alternative energy and how uh, no one will be able to watch TV if the wind isn't blowing. Not only has Donald Trump been cast as the Wicked Witch of the West, now he has just been cast as a, a part of Captain Planet. Wind! What? By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet! Captain Planet! There we go. All right. Interestingly enough, as our producer pointed out, isn't the wind girl the blonde Russian girl? <laughs> you know, I don't remember because I haven't. It's been so long. I did long. a little Googling and it's true. It is? Yeah. So she's the Russian one. She's All so, right. you know, there's a weird conspiracy that we did from... from <laughs> About Captain Planet? Uh, from Captain Planet that we didn't even see coming. What the hell is going on? I feel like I'm in another dimension. This is crazy. All right, so that part is even more fitting. There you go. He's get basically getting typecast at this point. All right, now. Ween. Ween. Wee. Wee. All right, now uh, it's time to get into news or lose it. Well, we will break down the stories at the top of next hour. Also, next hour, you can look forward to real estate. Uh, real estate is getting very expensive, countrywide, of course, but especially in the Bay Area. And I was up there just a couple of days ago. Ago, so we will present one real listing that is uh, currently on the market in the Bay Area, and you must guess if it is higher or lower than something else of roughly the same value. It is also Transgender uh, Visibility uh, Day on Sunday, so we will be talking about that. Um, but w- here are the stories, without further ado, some of the nominations for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Read off some headlines. We will decide if we will news them or lose them, which means we will never speak of them again. Here's your first headline. Happiest place on earth? Not if you're a smoker. <laughs> All the deets on the new Disney ban. This, news? Uh, let, I, I want to hear about this. Okay. As someone who recently quit smoking... Oh, you recently? I did recently quit smoking. Like within the last week? Like in, yeah, within the last like, I guess two and a half weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was only smoking like one or two a day, but it's a huge step for well, me. Well, and in situations where you wouldn't maybe normally smoke, you, you get in stressful <clears throat> situations like Disneyland. Who, I do think Disneyland is a stressful place to be. Wouldn't you feel kind of tacky just smoking in front of a bunch of kids though anyways? 
No. All right. Well, maybe I'm old fashioned. <laughs> All right. So we'll definitely news that. Uh, headline number two: Ninja Rat drop kicks striking rattlesnake. Ninja Rat. Wait, is it is that the same as Pizza Rat? <laughs> Do you have questions? Because I don't. Uh, yeah, Ninja Rat drop kicks striking rattlesnake. You don't get to know more. Do you want to lose it or lose it? Lose it. All right. Rats are getting too much play these days. Nicholas Cage gets marriage annulled four days after Vegas ceremony. Mm, that's way too obvious. <laughs> Lose it. I don't know if there's much to break down there. I think Nicolas Cage is still crazy is really the answer, so we will lose that. Headline number four, woman who cannot feel pain or anxiety baffles scientists. Oh my God. This This story is fascinating to me, and we do, I think, have audio of it. I'd like to get into it because I want to know what her life experience is like. All I do is feel pain and anxiety, so I need to know her (laughs) secrets. I I mean, as someone who lives with anxiety, I'm at usually a six or a seven on the anxiety scale at any given point, so if anyone is living their life with zero anxiety, I'd like to hear about it, so maybe I can learn something. And then finally, Lil Uzi's song pulled from streaming services over licensing issues. I have zero interest. I, I have zero interest in every word of that sentence. All right, we will take a break, and when we, will get ba- and when we get back, we will dive into those stories, so stick around. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. No, we will not. We will not drop the subject. We will continue on. I'm Allie. Clayton Ferris here with me on this lovely, sunny Friday by day. And we are about to get into News It or Lose It. Of course, later this hour, we will get into Really Estate. If you want to play, please feel free. We have stuff to give away on this station. We have adorable little foxes that have Channel Q t-shirts on them. They're very cute. Yeah, we've got those. They are adorable. Uh, If you are one of those people who likes to collect stuffed animals, I used to do so. And I think it's a little strange as an adult. But hey, I'm not going to judge you. So give us a call, 833-77-CALL-Q. If you'd like to play with us, I will give you a real real estate listing that is currently on the market and another thing that you could have bought with that money you have to guess which costs more and you could be a winner but without further ado we will get now into news it or lose it as justin yeah drop the subject presents news it or lose it okay place on earth just got a lot less happy for people who love cigarettes (laughs) and people who love giant strollers. I know there is a lot of crossover between those two groups, so let's uh, break it down. Disney has banned smoking and oversized strollers in all of their U.S. parks, so if you want to chain smoke with your family of 10, you need to go to Shanghai for that. It sounded like you said banned smoking in strollers. Like you can't be in a stroller being pushed around while smoking. You know what? This is really bad news for that smoking baby in the Roger Rabbit movie. <laughs> this is, yeah. He is basically banned from his own theme park. Yeah, there's also the smoking baby from the Indo- like from Indonesia. What? <laughs> there's like oh, an old oh, the YouTube. actual smoking baby? Yeah, yeah that like, two-year-old? Yeah, that, that kid wants to go to Disney yeah, as well. If anybody deserves to go to Disneyland, it's that kid. That poor kid's been subject to smoking since he was like a month old. All right. Starting May 1st, designated smoking areas in Florida and California Disney parks and downtown Disney and downtown Disney will disappear. Wagon strollers. I did not know what those were exactly, so I looked them up and it's basically like, you know, when you have an, it's an actual wagon with like a tent around it and people 
people do bring those to Disneyland. Those are banned. Also, are all strollers that are larger than 31 inches wide and 52 inches long. So you're going to have to basically do like an airline check now where you have to put your stroller against certain measurements in order to uh, have it admitted into the park. So... This is all to make of the park more enjoyable ahead of the Star Wars land that is opening this summer. And I don't know, I mean, what you think, Clayton, <clears throat> but when I think of what what is more annoying, smelling somebody smoking cigarettes or being run over by a wagon stroller <laughs> or any stroller in general. I mean, if you've been to Disney lately, all it is is getting like like your your shins getting bashed over and over again by, by a variety st- of objects. Yes, strollers, B- strollers being number one. Children, F- cigarettes being flicked and <laughs> flying across the way. Yeah, I mean, it's a miracle anyone get out, gets out of there alive. But as an ex smoker who went to Disneyland while I was in the habit of smoking, it's just a weird place to smoke because it is you're just surrounded by children and like every drag you take you're making like some kids looking at you like mom should I smoke too when I'm old <laughs> what is going on with that sad man yeah so like yep. you shouldn't you should you, there sh- never should have been smoking at Disneyland well yeah but then what about the people who I mean not that I'm condoning smoking as a, as a positive thing to do by any means but I'm saying if you are a smoker and you have brought your family to Disneyland and your children are out of control everyone's complaining somebody you know doesn't have something to eat. Somebody had to wait in line. Somebody couldn't ride a ride. It's a, it's a very stressful experience. So right. then, to, on top of it all, say I am dying to go have a cigarette, and you can't go to any of the designated smoking areas. You have to then leave the park and then re-enter the park every single time. That makes a very unenjoyable experience for everybody involved, including and the children. Unless it's actually like, what a great break from it all to be like, I'm going to go smoke. And it takes you 45 minutes to go to the place you're going to smoke. <laughs> right. 40 minutes to get back in. Get a turkey leg on the way back. Get a turkey leg. You know, stop by the gift shop. I think get a the, little whip. the real story here is this new Star Wars Star Wars world is going to be insane like it's going to be a hot mess and they're trying be, to make it not a hot mess they're worried about it and they're doing all of these like precautions like and cuz now it's not just going to be children it's going to be like Star Wars you know, crazies. Yep, and a bunch of babies up. on the patch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> babies on the patch. It's, it's going to be, be terrifying. Cranky. It's going to be terrifying. All right. Uh, when I think about what superpower I would have, usually I think of flying or teleportation. That's usually my go-to. But after hearing this story, I think... I have changed my mind. And this has been going around all week long. This woman in Britain, well, actually, I think she lives in Scotland, but she's British. She has a very peculiar gene mutation that has given her what I think is the best superhero power. I put my arm on something and only realize it's burning when I can smell flesh burning. 71-year-old Joe Cameron does not feel pain. The normal reaction is you, you cut yourself or burn yourself once, maybe twice. Then you avoid that because your brain says, don't do that. Well, my brain doesn't say don't do that. She's not superhuman. Instead, she has an extremely rare genetic mutation. This groundbreaking finding revealed Thursday in the British Journal of Anesthesia finally provides scientific evidence for what has always made Cameron different. I was going through childbirth and I kept thinking, as soon as I feel pain, I'll ask for it, I'll ask for it. And before I realized it, I had the children. Can you imagine living your entire life? I mean, I want to have children, I do. 
But the thought of going through childbirth is one of the most horrifying thoughts that have ever crossed my mind. And then everybody I talk to that's been through childbirth has no words of... Uh, uh, there's, there's no like, oh no, it wasn't so bad. Everyone says, no, it's horrible. It's worse than it's, you think. It's like being shot. It's like my leg being broken. I mean, it's it's horrifying. So the fact that you can go through... I mean, she had four kids and didn't feel a thing. Yeah. I, I love that she's almost like complaining about the fact that she never got to experience <laughs> oh, the no, awfulness. Oh no, I've been stopped. <laughs> oh no, I have a child. Yeah, and, and then she also doesn't really have the glory. I mean, this I guess this could be a bad thing, that she can't get the glory of actual pain meds. Right. You know, she doesn't need them. And so she's not really going to probably feel that either. So it wasn't a case of, I'm a martyr, I don't feel pain. It was, I'm prepared to take anything because they tell me it's going to be awful. I felt things. I felt my body stretching. I felt peculiar feelings. But no, nothing's made me, no pain. It just, you know, felt like, a bit like someone stretching a mouth. Oh, that's a visual I didn't need. <laughs> this lady is basically like a superhuman Mary Poppins. Yeah. It's incredible to me that somebody can live their life this way. And on top of that, she doesn't feel anxiety. She doesn't feel emotion. I mean, I guess if somebody breaks up with her, she probably feels emotional pain. She said she only feels embarrassment, right? <laughs> Wide open. Cameron also has an exceptionally low sense of fear or anxiety, according to researchers, who say she's one of only two people in the world known to have this previously unidentified genetic mutation. Even eating hot chili peppers leaves Cameron unfazed compared to the normal human reaction. Oh, goodness. So so now her husband is doing all these things with her, which makes me feel bad for the husband. <laughs> They're like, do you taste? He's like, oh, my God. Oh, He's like, my burning burns. flesh and my hot chili peppers. This woman would be an instant YouTube star. She can do the, uh, what is that, that cinnamon challenge? She can do the <laughs> hottest hot sauce in the world. She could probably take a dab like nobody's business. She looks incredible, too, by the way. She's like, she's 71. She looks not a day over 55. <laughs> right. How I do mean, you contract this disease? <laughs> I know, right? I want what this. What can we do? And I think that's what they're trying to figure out is how she got this genetic mutation. And I think they actually, if they study her, they're going to find out how they can uh, like help people manage pain because they might be able to to, you know, that, do something wonky with your genes to make it so that you can't feel pain anymore. That would be amazing. And for us, as we mentioned earlier, to not experience anxiety, like that would be a game changer That's for me. That's a world that I don't know how to live in. Me neither. I think I would get, if I didn't have anxiety, I think I would have anxiety about not having anxiety. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but her genetic mutation doesn't stop feelings of embarrassment, like when she fell over on vacation. And I headbutted um, a concrete bollard, lost my front teeth, blacked my eye, and cut my face. And Jim said, we'll have to go home now, won't we? And I said, no, it's okay. I'll just wear sunglasses and keep my mouth shut for the holiday. And, you know, it doesn't... I didn't feel any pain from it. I felt stupid, but... Oh. <laughs> no pain. See, there you go. So this, this woman also is probably the best person possible who could do internet pranks. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like doing a prat fall, having your teeth fall out, people coming to your aid going, oh my God, this poor woman, and then just being like, ha ha, joke's on you. She needs to, so basically you're just saying she needs to become a YouTuber? Yeah, I think she just needs to become YouTube famous. And yeah. at 71, I don't see, I mean, what else should you do with your retirement? That's what you should do. Researchers say their findings may eventually lead to new treatments for chronic pain, something Cameron will never feel. Oh, that was harsh. That was All right. way harsh, Well, tie. there you go. That was way harsh, Ty. All right. Uh, when we come back, we will get into real estate. I certainly wish that at some point we can all feel what she feels, which is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll break down real estate when we get back.
Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, this is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. Thanks for checking us out. If you want to listen to us at home, all you have to do is tell your smart speaker, hey, Alexa, or hey, Google Home, or hey, Bing Bot, whatever it is. Put on Channel Q on Radio.com, and she will listen to you and do exactly that. And then, when you're done with that, you can just uh, put us right on your phone on Radio.com app, and you can take us in your car, you can take us to work. We're with you wherever you go. If someone's actually listening on Alexa right now, Alexa can hear us. Yes, she can. <laughs> so if you're like, Alexa? Yeah, she'll be like, I'm sorry. I don't understand these weird queer people that are talking. No, I'm just kidding. She would never say that. She's a nice lady. Um, all right. We need to get right into real estate. We're running short on time. So without further ado, here we go. Real estate is getting very expensive. I was just up in the Bay Area, which is my old stomping ground, my hometown, San Jose. And uh, I was like, wow, I've never seen any of these buildings before. It's insane how much it's changed over the last 20 years, and it's just getting more and more expensive. That being said, my sister, who has the best luck of anybody I know, was able to find a house for $1,000 less than what the <laughs> what, it, what the average is in that area. So good for her. Wow. Yep. She even uh, had a moving problem where only half of her couch was delivered, and then there was another mishap, and they gave her an entirely brand new couch. So now she has one and a half brand new couches. Oh. <laughs> what a wonderful. She's her like one of those people who's amazing. like, I got in a car accident and then my boobs got bigger. She's one of those people. <laughs> Wait, one of those people? <laughs> <laughs> She's one of those people, you know, where that happens to them like all the time. You know those people. All right. Um, this listing, though, I'm going to, let's just play with you, Clayton. I'm going to give you a listing. I can pretend I'm a caller. Yeah. And you can, uh, and then I will give you something else that you could get for roughly the same price. You have to guess which costs more. In this case, this listing takes place in San Francisco proper in the area of Glen Park. Oh. And this is, picture a house, a big, beautiful house, and then take it away and set it aside, because this is just an empty lot. Okay, I can imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) A vacant lot in San Francisco's Glen Park neighborhood has just hit the market. A site plan has been approved for a house to be built there, which you will have to, of course, pay for yourself, but only after you purchase this vacant lot. Right now, the property is covered in healthy agave plants. (laughs) Sweet. Um, but a motivated buyer could potentially build a 4,000 square foot modern home using some site plans that have been taken through the approval process with the city. The site plan encompasses the shell of the home. So there is a, an idea of what a home could be, but you have to go through buying the lot and then building the entire home. So the, the, the time from the way the deal goes through to the time you are setting a head, your head on the pillow is quite a long time. Quite a long time. But, of course, real estate in this area of San Francisco is uh, in high demand and people are paying outrageous prices for not even a home. And people are spending a lot of money on places that don't even have kitchens, don't even have, uh, you know, five foot ceilings even. You know, people are living in basically converted basements at this point. So this could be a steal. The location is fabulous, says the real estate agent. It's just around the corner from a French restaurant, a burrito place, a sushi place, and also also two or free coffee shops and a grocery store. <laughs> that is fabulous. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't know what else you could possibly want. Uh, it's all about location, 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 right? Uh, keep in mind this does not include the expenses for the uh, connected utilities, additional permits, and multiple other costs that contractors say could easily add up to between one hundred fifty and one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Wow! So there's that. 
or for roughly the same amount, you could have your own Italian paradise island. You can buy an entire island near Palermo with 17th century crumbling stone towers. It has just gone up for sale. The uninhabited oval-shaped island is part of a protected marine park that is now an elite scuba diving and snorkeling spot. Ancient Roman anchors and relics lie on the surrounding seabeds. Its reef waters are inhabited by lobsters, so you could eat free lobster all day long, sea anemones, and madropora stony coral. Sounds exciting. This is very exciting. So solo swimming and sunbathing are guaranteed. Uh... It's a coral kingdom, what they're saying. Uh, it lies just 300 meters from a mainland village, which is named after the island. Once upon a time, the island was likely a peninsula connected by an isthmus. I, so, like, I like when your lisp comes out. <laughs> isthmus. <laughs> uh, so basically, an entire island could be yours, and buildings and scuba diving and lobsters flowing freely all day long. You could sunbathe on a daily basis. So what do you think costs more, Clayton? This island off the coast of Palermo in Sicily or this empty lot in Glen Park? I mean... This whole island thing just sounds too good to be true. I know it's expensive in the Bay Area, okay? I've been up there. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh-huh. But I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Are you f- you're freshening up? I'm freshening up for the for the new season, and I'm reminded of Dorne. Just like this beautiful uh, island yes. with, like, coral and lobsters. But, I mean, it just sounds like that would be way more... That would be more money. The Italian villa. So you're going with the Italian villa in... in but I know that you're tricking me, so I could be going... I should be going for the vacant, empty lot. All right. Let's just lock you in with the Italian island paradise, all per- right? Okay. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm just rambling. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I yes. don't know. No. What do you do, think I should do? Do I win either one? I'll give you a fox if you win. Uh, I want the villa. Oh, I can't give you that. I don't think you can okay. have that. Damn but I'll it. give you a fox. It'll be almost as exciting. All right. What is the Italian villa? Okay. Locked in on Italian Villa. I don't know where that bell came from, but I'm really happy it's here. The Island Villa off the coast of Palermo is up for sale with offers invited of $1.1 million. So for just $1.1, you can own your own island in a beautiful place with coral everywhere. Exciting. The Glen Park vacant lot where you could build a 4,000 square foot modern home, but it's not there yet. There's a whole lot of nothing there yet. Just a bunch of agave plants. It is on the market for $1.85 million. So I'm sorry, Clayton. You lose and so does every resident of the Bay Area. That's insane. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was... You're done. What is move to... (laughs) What is everyone go to Austin? That is correct, Clayton. All right. We still have to get into a lot more before the show is out. We still have musical theater that we have not gotten to. We need to talk about Transgender uh, Visibility Day, which is coming up on Sunday. And we need to announce the gayest news headline of the week. So we will get into all that after these messages. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject here on the new channel Q. You can follow us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. We'll follow you back even. Hey, how's that? You can also follow the station at We Are Channel Q. And you can follow uh, my friend Clayton Ferris at 
Clayton Ferris, right? That's right. That's right. On uh, Twitter and Instagram. Across all platforms, as I say. All platforms. And you can give me a follow as well. Hey, why the hell not? At your Allie Johnson. I'll follow you back, too. Um, If you're not doing anything this Sunday, it's important to keep in mind that it is Transgender Visibility Day. Uh, It is an annual uh, day where people celebrate transgender people and raise awareness of discrimination that transgender people face worldwide. Of course, there's a lot of stuff still going on, transgender military ban, and there's a lot, I mean, it's crazy. So I think that it's important for us all to keep this day in mind, to uh, reach out to anyone in the community and let them know that you are an ally and, uh, and make sure you are wearing that... Um, Support loud and proud. Yeah, and know that we at Channel Q, if you are transgender, you're one of our listeners, we see you, we support you, and we love you. Yeah, and I, and I, um, this was like 15 years ago, but I had, uh, when I, back when I was doing musical theater, I went when to- When you were back on the boards. When I was, yeah, when I, when I was on the marquee, <laughs> I did, I stopped in Trinidad, Colorado, which was the gen, it was the, the capital for gender reassignment surgery. Mm-hmm. And I uh, ended up actually staying in a house where people were recovering from um, just having their operations. And it was incredible going to a town like this because they were they were the first town to ever have a private practice open for gender reassignment surgery. And it is this tiny little town, and there's a, actually a lot of religious people in that town, but going to a town like that and seeing so many people be unabashedly accepting of this community. I mean, this was all, you know almost 15 years ago, but they've been. I mean, the this the private practice opened in like 1969, which was I mean crazy at that time mm-hmm. to to be doing something like that. So I had an incredible experience there, and I learned a lot being there. And I really, I mean, it made me realize the importance of having safe spaces like that, especially people of the transgender community that need those safe spaces. And mm-hmm. I would just really hope that we can have more safe spaces like that. There's actually a really great documentary called Trinidad that follows Dr. Marcy Bowers. Yes, who is, that's who I met. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, I met her. Yeah, she's like a huge, huge She was one icon. of the first people to do the surgery mm-hmm. and she's had the surgery herself. I met her and I didn't even know what was going I, I didn't even know where we were. Like, I had heard that it was the... Uh, uh, well, they called it the sex change capital of the world. Yeah, and did I, you meet her at her the, like, doctor's office? Like, no, where was she... It? Well, the place that we stayed was a house for people that were recovering from the surgery. Oh. So I, we were there staying at the house, and she came by... And to check on patients or something? Yeah, just, oh, I mean, because cool. she was there a lot just yeah. to, yeah, be checking in with people. And they were like, oh, that's the doctor. And I was like, oh, cool. And they were like, she's, she also had the, had gender reassignment surgery. I was like, what? Like, yeah. I, and they were like, I mean, this was back then. They were like, oh, she's, she's what we call a passer. She's somebody who you look at her and you don't think that she has had gender reassignment surgery. Yeah. And um, it made me think about how it must be difficult like for somebody like her she can kind of walk around in the world and people don't know that about her mm-hmm. but there are also other people who i mean they feel like they as soon as they're walking through the world people are looking at them like they're different and they're being and treated different being judged every single time they leave the house so it's i mean to be in a place like that where 
people felt so safe and to be able to interact with some of these people I mean you know 15 years ago was very important to me and it really changed the way that I I mean it's not like I had prejudices against it or I was against it or anything like that but it just really opened my eyes opens to your- how the process works for people and what how, what they go through physically and emotionally yeah and it's and, hard yeah. for us like to come out you know and you know as gay or queer and all these different things but I think that like the bravery that it takes for someone to come out as transgendered and really go through the whole process of transitioning is something that takes so much courage and so much bravery that I'm literally in awe. Yeah. I'm floored by it sometimes. I'm floored by people's bravery and like it's, I just commend it. And And the bravery not even to come, I mean to come out, yes, but also to come out, you're kind of coming out every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're coming out and you're wearing that badge of pride every single day as you go through life. And it's amazing to, uh, to be, you know, able to connect with that community in general. And we can all learn something from the transgender community about what it takes to be honest with yourself. exactly. Yeah, unabashed honesty. So uh, if you are, you know, definitely think about that this up this coming weekend, Transgender Visibility Day, please keep that in mind. Now, we will completely transition uh, and (laughs) not... Was that the right word to use? I think so. Uh, Into musical theater, which we did not have a chance to get into earlier this week. I know that listening to the news can be a little hard on the ears. Maybe you want to tune things out. Well, that's why we put it in musical theater form with our friend Twinkie, who uh, does this every week now. He puts all the biggest news headlines and puts them in musical theater form to make music to your ears. So this is this week's, and I believe it is Hamilton-themed. So let's take a listen. (laughs) Thought Jesse would be guilty, but he's not. Thought Jesse would be guilty, but he's not. So much had seemed suspicious with an attack he said was vicious. Thought Jesse would be guilty, but he's not. New Article 13 could mean that you might not hear the stream from the EU. Krispy Kreme and Panera Bread apologize for their old dirty secret family Nazi ties. And all because of her past hobby, Cardi B's now called Cardi B Cosby. But they're making WrestleMania's next main event spot. It's excellent to know that Bill and Ted are back. They're gonna do that, do that, do do that, dad, dad. Yeah, do that, do that, do that, dad, dad. Do that, do that, do do that, dad, dad. And there is so much damn confusion How Trump is not charged with collusion He tried to raise the bar and bars said no obstruction But there's a new esports arena now that's under construction <laughs> Well done, this is Twinkie so good. Yes, that was very well written And uh Definitely give Twinkie Tube a follow as well if you enjoy what he's doing. He does a lot of musical styling, so you can give him a follow. And also, uh, an animator friend of ours, Eduardo Juarez, has done a brilliant animation of Twinkie, I think even in the form of Hamilton. So that is up to check out as well on social media at DTS Show. All right, we are running late, of course. When we get back, we will wrap up the show and we will announce the winner of the gayest news headline of the week. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject. <laughs> I'm just looking over some of these nominees for gayest news headline of the week and I think it's going to be a tough race. I'm looking over how to pronounce Pete Buttigieg. Oh, there's a song about that. Pete Buttigieg. 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 Do we have that song, Justin? No. You I think jerk. that we should try to have him on as a guest. That's going to be my goal. <laughs> 
to get Pete Buttigieg on. Yeah. Well, I think that he's probably going to be pretty active in uh, in speaking to everybody and anybody. So I think that that's not the, you know, well, I think that could possibly happen. I'm putting it out there. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. Um, and he, I know that he has been getting a lot of attention for being the youngest person never to run for president, but he is also the first out gay man to run for president. And he is not the first gay man, though, to run for president. And I think that's been made clear over time, right? Because there have been some presidents who are... Well, it's been speculated that James Buchanan was gay. There's a lot of writings of his where he's like sending these eloquent letters to his gay lover across the pond. Oh, I love eloquent gay letters coming to the surface after the fact. Me too. I really love any scenario when somebody achieves something and then after the fact is like, I was gay the whole time because that's the best approach. Like, gotcha. Yeah, there's some race car driver. There's a, um, a new documentary about a really famous race car driver who is now basically coming out after all these years. And I mean, NASCAR and race car culture is very, very straight very, very middle America. And so for somebody like that to win all those awards and then be like, I do dudes is so awesome. <laughs> but that's just like, like such ah. a but that is such a great way to get kind of people close minded yeah. people like, to be but like, I loved you. Yeah, they're yeah, but they're, they're like, like, okay, oh, I, I guess I can't hate you now. I guess if you're good at basketball yeah. and you're gay, I can still <laughs> like you. Now I accept it. Now I can throw the Bible crap out the window. <laughs> all right. Uh, we must say goodbye, but now, uh, before, but before we go, we must um, decide what is the gayest news headline of the week. This is Drop the Subject, by the way. You've been listening and hanging out with us all show long, so thank you for that. Thank you for giving us a follow. Thank you for supporting the show. Please give us a, a, a like. You can also give the show a like and the podcast a like on iTunes if you just search Drop the Subject. You can write a review as well, even if, it, if it's positive or negative. I really don't care. And shout out to Ron from Houston, Texas. <laughs> I think that he did followed us from the show. Oh, really? That's just going to be my guess. Okay, sure. Thanks, thanks, Ron, Thanks for the for follow, the follow. Ron. Um, Anyone named Ron, please. That is uh, definitely a community we do well in. All right, without further ado, these are the nominees for Gayest News Headline of the Week. Oh, yes, there we go. Headlines here, and not just any old headlines. The gayest of the gay. The lightest of the loafers, the bears, the queens, the tambourines. It's the Gayest News Headline of the Week. Fabulous actor, that man. All right. The gayest news headline of the week. We go and scour the internet all week long. We find headlines that are gay, maybe sound more gay than actually have gay content, but others are just plain gay. So here is headline number one this week. Democrats advance to the rear and take America to the woodshed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Democrats. Get it. Stepdaddies. Uh, <laughs> headline number two. Wolf versus bear. Brains, brawn, and survival. Yeah. Uh, headline number three. Knitting with a purpose. Woman makes a suit out of plastic bags. <laughs> that is the gayest thing I've ever heard. I can make a suit out of plastic bags. Anything to get another suit on my body. I love it. Uh, and then headline number four. What are the benefits of jackfruit? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm actually laughing at the, the last one because you're talking about like a business suit, right? Yeah, oh Very, yeah. It's a lesbian joke. I'm making a business suit out of plastic bags. I'm recycling okay. and I'm being eco-friendly with my business suit. See, that is gay. That is the gayest thing I've ever heard. But headline number five is... 
The queen gives snacks to McFabulous the racehorse. <laughs> so I don't know if you have a favorite, Clayton. I know I have mine. I, I'm, I love McFabulous the racehorse. I mean, I want to put all my money on that horse. I would and put all, the all queen of my is. dollars. And whoever the queen is. Whoever the queen well, feeding it. It could be a drag queen or it could be the queen of England. I'm not really sure. All right. The votes have been tabulated. And the winner this week for Gayest News Headline of the Week is. Knitting with a purpose, woman makes suit of plastic bags. Yay. Congratulations, lady. You are the gayest person on the internet. Thank you very much. Well, this has been fun. Thank you for checking us out. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Please get out there and celebrate Transgender Visibility Day with us as we will do so. And uh, have a fabulous rest of your day. Get drinking. It's probably time by now. And uh, we will see you next week. Clayton, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a fabulous weekend. Bye-bye.